Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Nat joining us now on the Orion Fuel and Downstairs Convenience Store's guest line. They are truly steps beyond convenient. You can find her work at MMQB. She is Emily Kaplan. Emily, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Uh, You wrote a story that we wanted to talk to a little bit, uh, heavily caffeinated NFL Sunday in the red zone. Um, Red Zone, DirecTV, Red Zone, uh, uh, the DirecTV Red Zone studio where you were with Andrew Siciliano uh, watching what goes on there, where basically it's just all excitement all the time. Has this basically, in your view, replaced sort of the, the regular football watching experience? Yeah, it's interesting because this has been around now a decade. I mean, on Sunday, they're celebrating their 200th show. But I want to revisit this this year because we've talked so much about, you know, broadcast consumption and viewer ratings and how people are watching football or if they're not watching football. And it's just kind of the tipping point. And what I think is that, you know, people are turning more to things like the red zone because our attention spans are shrinking. And Andrew, I think, is so smart and the guys who run it are so smart. And what he said is, look, I don't think we deserve credit nor blame for how viewer habits have changed, but we're certainly part of the problem. And, you know, I think people are chewing into us for, like, quick bites rather than sitting down and watching a full game. Emily, I'm part of the problem. I love the red zone. <laughs> and, look, I don't even play fantasy football. So so what's wrong with me? Why don't, why don't I like watching a whole game? What's wrong with me, Emily? What's wrong with you is you grow up and you live in 2016, and that's just the way our society goes. And, you know, we can blame it on millennials. We can blame it on fantasy football. But I think everyone in our society has just such a short attention span that, you know, things just distract us. And we want to know everything at once. And you know everyone's going to be talking about, you know, X touchdown at the end of the game. Well, here you can sit in one spot and watch all the touchdowns and be part of the conversation, the water cooler conversation, uh, without having to sit through, you know, three and a half quarters of Lions football with our only good in the last quarter. That's right. Hey, and I, but I know that this thing is being tried with, with college football. Does it, does it work? I don't enjoy the college thing too much. Maybe it's too many teams, but do you have any idea how it works? And, and you know, if so, why or why not? Yeah, there's been different iterations of it. I mean, they tried it with the Olympics. It's kind of worked to an extent. Uh, this actually stems from um, soccer and, and Italian Serie A. They used to do this. Uh, college football and NFL football, I think, are just kind of different products. And I explored that a little this year when we tried to figure out why, when the NFL ratings were pretty much plummeting, especially in primetime games, the college football ratings were remaining flat. And I think it's because college football games matter so much. You know, week one matters. Week two matters. Uh, you know, you know, if you want to make college football playoff, you can't flip up any week. Whereas if you want to make the NFL playoff, you can have a down week or two. So because those games matter so much more, I think people are more inclined to tune into the entire thing. Talking to Emily Kaplan here, you can you can catch this story, a heavily caffeinated NFL Sunday in the red zone. It says that they, they used to have a chair for Andrew Siciliano, and they decided that was no longer necessary uh, <laughs> here because things are a little bit, uh, a little bit too crazy here. I mean, what was sort of the one, uh, was there anything in particular that jumped out to you while you were sort of in the studio about just the way that they do this? 
Yeah, I mean, it's really crazy. It's pretty much like he's the Wizard of Oz, right? You see him in the beginning of the broadcast if you watch it, but the rest of the time it's just his voice narrating it. And behind the scenes, I mean, he's wearing a full suit and dress shoes, standing for six and a half hours, which I just think is crazy. I was like, Andrew, why don't you just put on some sweats and sneakers? And he's like, well, I guess I have good impulse. But um, it really is nuts kind of how this is all orchestrated, and it's beautiful television. I mean, I've sat in broadcast booths last year for the NFC Championship game, and this is just as exciting to me. And now, Emily, you were at the uh, DirecTV's Red Zone with, with Andrew Siciliano. The NFL Network has their Red Zone with Scott Hansen. So I, confusing, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> what, what, does, does either, uh, does either's, uh personality resonate better with the viewers? Yeah, it's interesting because they are two distinct shows with two distinct personalities. But the difference is, is that you don't get to pick which one you watch. You pick by your cable subscriber. You only get the DirecTV Red Zone if you um, subscribe to NFL Sunday Ticket or DirecTV. And whereas Scott Hansen version, I think, gets quite a, a considerable amount of more viewers mm-hmm. um, just because it's more of a general cable package. But, yeah, I, I think Andrew um, has a little more of a kind of personality show and Scott might be a little more straightforward. They're definitely different programs, but... It's very rare that someone would see both. It just depends on which one you subscribe to. Talking to Emily Kaplan here, um, you had another interesting piece here about why haven't college football ratings fallen like the NFL's. Uh, I was wondering what the conclusion was that you drew there. Oh, man, how much time do you guys have? (laughs) (laughs) we got three minutes. Yeah, no, I think the interesting thing that we've kind of lost in the discussion of the NFL ratings discussion is that, look, the primetime games are what's suffering. The regular afternoon games where if you're in Tennessee and you're uh, a Titans fan, you're in Nashville, you're still tuning into that game and you care about the Titans. You're just less inclined to tune into that Sunday night football game between the Raiders and Chiefs because you think it sucks. Um, So I think that college football is the ultimate regional sport. You know, the primetime games are the games that you care about. You know, if you're Ohio State fan, you're going to tune in no matter when. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of why they remained. um, There's a couple other reasons, too. I mean, I can describe all the different reasons why the election and Peyton Manning and Tom Brady affected NFL ratings. And college football is built almost to kind of withstand that. You know, we're introduced to new stars every year. The stars are really the coaches, like Nick Saban and Urban Meyer, who stay for a long time. So they're not as vulnerable to, you know, the wholesale changes that the NFL uh, suffered this year. And, Emily, the, the, the NFL ratings, does the league need to address this during the offseason at, at owners' meetings, or do you just kind of let this thing work itself out and see what happens next year? I think they do, and I don't think that means that we need to see anything rash next year, like let's flash all Thursday night games or Monday night games and, you know, blow the whole thing up. But, you know, I keep going back to what Mark Cuban said a couple years ago, that, you know, pigs get fat but hogs get slaughtered. Yeah. And maybe the NFL did reach its tipping point, and if they want to sustain, you know, they're so widely popular now, and they're so much more popular than the second most popular sport in America. Well, you have to sustain that, and maybe you've reached the peak of where you're going to get, but um, let's not get greedy here. So maybe we can see some tinkering of changes in the next couple of years to make sure that people keep tuning in. Hey, uh, and, and one quick follow-up with the, with the ratings. You know, it's, it's, mm-hmm. al- it's always been my contention that the NFL TV ratings took off because of fantasy football. Whether that's true or not, that's my little theory. Do you know if fantasy football numbers for 2016 have gone down or have they stayed the same as last year? I don't know. That's a great question. But just to bring it back to our first topic, I will say that the DirecTV Red Zone says their ratings are up this year. So that's something to consider. 
That's interesting. Emily Kaplan, check out her work, not just this piece on the Red Zone, but also she's got uh, interesting stuff here on a whole bunch of things uh, related to college football and pro football. Anything else you want us to point people out to on your that uh, that you've got on the site right now? Yeah, nothing particular. I mean, the whole staff is going to Green Bay next week for Green Bay Week, so uh, I don't know how many people in Miami are interested in that, but we've got a couple interesting stories there about the way they do things, so... I would ask to just everyone tune in. Well, make sure to ride a bike over between the facility and the stadium because that's the big thing that they do there in Green Bay. Emily, we, yeah. ap- we appreciate the time. Thank you very much. Thanks, guys. Have a good weekend. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.